Good morning. I'm Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I share conversations with nonprofit groups and organizations, finding out how they serve Tucson and Southern Arizona, and getting updates on current projects. For the first portion of today's show, I am speaking with Lisa Chastain, CEO of the Gospel Rescue Mission. Gospel Rescue Mission has a long-standing history in Tucson, um, 70 years. Almost 70 almost years. Almost 70. And uh, will you just share with me a bit of how the Gospel Rescue Mission got started and how it led you to where you are now? Absolutely. Uh, my favorite thing to talk about, uh, because my grandfather actually started the Gospel Rescue Mission back in 1953. He was a yardmaster at Southern Pacific Railroad and uh, experienced the back in that day the hobos riding on the rails and just developed so much compassion for them, would bring them food from home and clothing and coats from home. And that just grew and grew and grew until he quit the railroad and started the mission. So longstanding heritage, not only in Tucson, but also with my family. And uh, to say I'm in a full circle moment is an understatement. Never thought that God would call me to uh, to do this, this work and carry on the great work that he started. But very, very privileged to do that. So back in that day when it started, uh, they used to call it soup, soap, and salvation. <laughs> so it was just kind of the basic needs. It was a place to sleep, you know, get cleaned up and, and uh, a soup kitchen type of thing, a chapel service. Um, we have definitely expanded beyond that over the years. And today we are in a facility that has, you know, 350 shelter beds. We have another women's facility on Miracle Mile that has 109 beds. So uh, we certainly have exceeded, I think, any expectations that he would have had uh, for, for growth. Um, so, so yeah, that's what the Gospel Rescue Mission does. More importantly, more recently, uh, we collaborate with other organizations. Tucson's very good at that, uh, with other organizations to bring services, you know, beyond what we do because we realize that there's so many multi-layers that homeless experience um, that goes way beyond what we do. So we partner together with those organizations to bring wholeness to the individual. There are there are five programs uh, Gospel Rescue Mission seems to focus on, shelter, recovery, employment, housing, and outreach. In a way, they definitely all dovetail together, but I'd like to start real quick just hearing about the shelter aspect and uh, how that works. Yeah, so shelter basically means we're open to anybody uh, within reason. I'll give you a little bit of our explanation of our parameters because we're not a low barrier shelter. Low barrier means pretty much anybody comes in at any condition. Uh, we don't allow anybody to come in that is uh, currently under the influence of either alcohol or drugs. Um, but what we do is we'll send them to detox and hold a bed for them so that they can return. Um, and also we are not a medical facility, so the individual has to be able to take care of themselves. Um, so we do have a little bit of a parameters. That's all the vetting is done at our intake process. So shelter just means, hey, we're open. You can come and have a warm place to sleep and a warm meal and a shower. And if you want no program whatsoever, and program meaning look for a job, look for housing, you know, addiction recovery, then you can stay a maximum of seven days. So something I had seen on your website worth noting is that this summer, the Center for Opportunity just celebrated a milestone. Can you tell me more about the H.S. Lopez Family Foundation Center of Opportunity and what it means for the community now that it has reached a their two-year anniversary? 
Yeah, it's amazing that it's been two years. Sometimes it feels like, you know, 15 years and sometimes it feels like yesterday. But yeah, two and a half years ago, we kind of started this journey. Uh, Humberto Lopez, which is a uh, developer philanthropist in town, uh, came to Gospel Rescue Mission. Actually, he came to about nine different organizations and said, hey, I'm thinking about buying this old hotel, which if you're a longstanding Tucsonan, you know the Holiday Inn Holodome on South Palo Verde. And uh, he had the desire to turn it into a one-stop shop to serve the homeless. And so we toured with nine different organizations. At the time, Gospel Rescue Mission was looking for a larger men's facility anyway. So we were actively looking for land or a building so that we could expand our services. Basically, what happened at that tour of the old hotel is all the other organizations were just like, are you crazy? Who would do this job? It's too much work. And um, I could barely keep my feet on the floor because I was leaping with excitement. I knew exactly that um, that this was the place that we were going to move our facility to. So shortly after that, we got a call from him saying, okay, I bought the hotel. I want Gospel Rescue Mission to manage the property. So we quickly got started. I was raised in a construction background, so it came into hand into mm-hmm. into use because the hotel needed a lot of love. It was had good bones, but it needed some remodeling. So, uh, so we entered into agreement with the Lopez Family Foundation. We have a 99-year lease for a dollar a year, which did not break our bank yeah. account. So that was the first great great thing. But we did raise the money for the uh, for the remodel improvements. So we quickly got a contractor on board and made plans to change up some of the hotel, but basically just kind of give it a facelift and uh, raise $4 million to do the improvements. We've completed it in seven months, which was amazing. And uh, we opened in June of 2019. We had at that time, we had 300 shelter beds because we were using some of the the space for offices for our community partners. And And we knew that there was a need, but what we weren't prepared for is that we were almost full to capacity the first week we opened. So the first six months was me just kind of keeping the staff alive and making sure that people were being served properly. And uh, and so we were open for eight months when COVID hit. Mm. COVID hit and, you know, there was a lot of challenges with that. But overall, I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we were able to slow everything down, uh, reduce the capacity to 50%, and uh, we're the only shelter in town that actually stayed open every single day during COVID. The only reason we were able to do that is because we have private rooms. Mm -hmm. Um, The hotel had 51 one-bedroom suites that we call our casitas. So we were able to isolate individuals that were possibly exposed or had symptoms. And um, that way we were able to keep the community safe all throughout COVID. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm speaking with Lisa Chastain from the Gospel Rescue Mission. You know, I, I feel like I continually hear reports that homelessness is on the rise. And uh, I saw that you recently released your information on community impact. Uh, have you seen a, a notable difference in the number of people reaching out to you, um, especially with the hardships some individuals have faced uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic? Yes, it really kind of uh coronavirus kind of changed the face a little bit temporarily of homelessness. You know, a lot of the homeless population 
uh, felt it was more safe, you know, living out in the desert than they would be in a communal setting. And I can't entirely disagree with that. So all of the shelters nationwide have really seen a decrease in individuals that are coming for shelter. Now that's ramping up for sure. But it was a strange about 18 months of just a unusual decrease in serving the needs of the people who we know need it, uh, just for their fear of being in a um, a communal setting. So what safety measures has Gospel Rescue Mission put in place so you can continue doing this work while protecting those who are seeking help as well as your staff and your volunteers? Sure. You know, this is, uh, again, one of the benefits of COVID is it kind of changed the face on how we will forever, you know, go from this day forward on the sanitation side. It allowed us to have access to equipment and products that we would not have otherwise had. Um, So we are diligent and stringent about the uh, cleaning process and getting everything sanitized and safe for the community. Um, We are mask wearing currently with the staff and we have, we lifted that for a little bit and then when the Delta came around, you know, Mm -hmm. we kind of masked back up and uh, we have uh, sanitation stations all over the campus and with uh, encouraging people to take all of those precautions. So we're still actively in the COVID procedures. Mm -hmm. We don't know, you know, when that will lift up. But going forward, I think we've all, as you know, human beings that have survived this, uh, learned uh, valuable lessons through the whole yeah. process. Definitely learned adaptability. Employment and jobs are another just big topic these days. And something to put into consideration that finding employment has extra hurdles when someone is struggling with homelessness. What does Gospel Rescue Mission offer to help people in that type of situation? So uh, we have a workforce development team. And what that means, if somebody comes to us and they're just unemployed, they're homeless because they're unemployed, uh, the most important thing for us is to not just get them a job, but teach them the skills to maintain a job. So that requires a lot of time for them to understand what employment is, what makes them tick, what do they love doing, what are their experiences, and what are their skill sets. Uh, So currently we work with that, what they currently have with skill sets and experience. And we have relationships with um, many employers that that will hire our type of clientele. Some of them are felons, Mm -hmm. so we need to work with employers that uh, will hire felons and those that aren't and different job opportunities, opportunities that are available. But our process is that we bring them in and we will go through the resume process and make sure they have a resume that represents them. We have 12 computer stations for they can hop online and they can search for jobs. Uh, We help them apply for job. We'll do mock interviews with them. We also provide the professional clothing and transportation to their job interviews. So I'm happy to say in the whole, you know, face of us having um, challenges with trying to find employees that from year to date that we have um, put our guests in jobs, 320 of our guests in current employment, which is amazing. You know, I tell that stat and we're probably going to go out and tell a little bit more about that. But um, but that's just phenomenal, you know, just getting people in employment. And I know that there's many more jobs available now um, and that people are facing, you know, lack of workers. But hey, we're, we have people that are willing and ready to go to work. And um, we've been very successful with that this year. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm speaking with Lisa Chastain from the Gospel Rescue Mission. I mentioned before, every 
all of these different programs kind of uh, dovetail together. And, you know, shelter is very much the beginning of the process to become self-sufficient. And part of being self-sufficient is also finding an apartment or a home one day. And what aid do you offer to people who are ready for that next step of the process? Well, that's where partners come in, you know, to play is that obviously we're not in the affordable housing business, um, but there are a lot of organizations that are. So we will work with those organizations to get our guests that are looking for housing uh, associated with them. They'll go through the process and the application and the eligibility. That doesn't work out with one provider. We'll go to the next provider. And the reality is we, we are lacking affordable housing. But the good news is that we have 100 permanent, low-income permanent apartments being remodeled right now at the Center of Opportunity that's being managed by La Frontera. So it's really awesome because the whole idea of the campus is that they can come in off the streets, Mm -hmm. they can get shelter, they can get services, they can get employment, and they can also be eligible for low-income housing, Mm -hmm. permanent low-income housing. And um, so we're excited about that. And um, we believe that, you know, one benefit that the housing residents will have on the campus is they can participate in all of the services on the campus. So we're excited to have that piece complete so that we can uh, take them from literally homeless to wholeness. Starting in October, you believe that'll be opening up? Oh, November. I'm sorry, November November 1st. Mm -hmm. So November. And is that going to be like an application type process among your current it is. Okay. Yeah. It is, uh, like I said, it's managed by Law Frontera. Mm-hmm. So they will be applying with Law Frontera to be eligible to move into that space. Uh, so we are about to head into um, basically the holiday months. It's, sometimes it feels like October through January is just, you know, one big blur of lights. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so is there anything you can kind of share about kind of what's on the horizon for Gospel Rescue Mission coming into these next few busy months? Of course. Yeah, this is our busy month. You know, all of Tucson experiences, this is their busy month. Um, But traditionally, uh, Gospel Rescue Mission for over 30 years has done a traditional sit-down Thanksgiving banquet. And um, uh, that is open to the community for the working poor and and the guests that certainly the guests that we serve. And last year, because of COVID, we had to do it in a drive through situation. So we thought for sure this year we would be back to a traditional sit down. Uh, well, just to make everybody safe and because there's still an element of uncertainty that we are going to make it a drive through again this year. So November 24th, we'll be having our we call it our Thanksgiving blessing to go. And it's really fun. It's actually a procession of items that they get through uh, through their, they drive through their car, they'll be greeted by somebody with flowers and cookies. And then we also give them all a meal. But in addition to that, they get a full resource box with hygiene items and anything that's been donated by the community. And then dessert, of course, and also an option for them to, uh, to ask for prayer if they want. So return of the the drive through. That's for right. Year. <laughs> drive through's not going away quite yet. Yeah, not quite yet. Eventually, <laughs> we'll get there. Right. Um, so I had I had noticed on your website uh, that eighty eight cents for every dollar goes directly to these services. So can you give me a bit of an example as to where that. 88 cents could potentially be going. Absolutely. Uh, It goes to direct services. That means, you know, your money uh, contributes to 
paying for a meal, paying for a night of shelter, paying for um, the resources that we need for uh, the curriculum for addiction recovery. Now, addiction recovery, those are a long-term stay. They're there from eight months to a year absolutely free to the guest you know that's unheard of um but we know that those you know 30 60 90 day programs are not successful for a lot of people um so we do a comprehensive um comprehensive program for recovery so your money goes towards getting people through the recovery program and their lives being transformed helping them um go through everything i i already spoke about with employment with housing so uh, so when we say direct services, that is going directly to impact and transform people's lives. Mm-hmm. Well, is there any other news you would like to share before we start wrapping things up? Yeah, well, I just uh, thank you for the opportunity. And we're always in need of, you know, we are a nonprofit. We're solely funded by private funds. We do not have government funding. Uh, so we need every single, every single person that has a passion to do what we do come alongside us and provide the financial resources we need to uh, to provide the services. But in addition to that, uh, volunteers, you know, we're having our volunteers come back there. We need about 300 volunteers every single week to come alongside us and help provide services to the people that we serve. Um, also, your in-kind contributions, you know, we ask for the community to donate your your household items, your furniture, and know that that goes in turn back absolutely free to those that need it. So if somebody is in our program, they secure housing, we can actually go ahead of them and put a bed in their apartment and uh, all the way to pots and pans and silverware because of the generous contributions from the community. So we don't have a thrift shop or anything to uh, provide income from that, that everything that you donate goes absolutely for free back out to the community that needs it. So before I let you go, will you just share how people can get connected with Gospel Rescue Mission? Um, For example, perhaps someone who is, is actually needing help right now or looking to reach out, how can they get in contact with you? Yes, if you're in uh, if you're in need of help, or if you would simply like to help us help people, uh, you can visit our website at grmtucson.com. Where it's a plethora of information, or you can give us a call at five two zero seven four zero fifteen zero one, and we can help you that way too. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. That was Lisa Chastain, CEO of the Gospel Rescue Mission. For the next portion of today's program, I am joined by Rotarians. Mark Irvin, I'm the 2021-22 Rotary Club of Tucson president. I'm Joni Condon, I'm the Tucson Classics Car Show chair this year. Before we delve too deep, Mark, uh, the Rotary Club is one of those easily recognized names, but just in case anyone is unfamiliar, will you briefly share what the organization does? Yeah, so, you know, Rotary itself is a little over 100 years old. The Rotary Club of Tucson, this is actually our centennial celebration, our 100th anniversary. But it was started by four guys that said, hey, let's just get together and and share business ideas and opportunities in Chicago. And they would rotate amongst their offices, hence the name Rotary. It has grown from those humble beginnings in Chicago to uh, pretty much in every corner of the world. There are 35,000 clubs internationally. Um, in the United States, uh, there's a ton of clubs. Uh, uh, I don't think the largest club is actually Birmingham, Alabama. 
Tucson's kind of interesting because uh, not only is this our 100th anniversary, but uh, we're a large club. People don't realize how large we are. We actually are the largest club, uh, not just in the city of Tucson, but in the state of Arizona, dwarfing anything in Phoenix. And uh, we're also the 38th largest club in the United States. And while we're just throwing out numbers, out of uh, 35,000 clubs and 1.2 members, we are the 53rd largest. So, and our mission, I would say, probably really ties in with our um, uh, focus is service above self. So it pretty much says everything that Rotary is about. Um, our club is uh, one that uh, meets every week, and our big event uh, always continues to be the car show. So on the 25th, we celebrated our centennial. Um, our club members and their guests got to enjoy a wonderful time down at the uh, Tucson, Convention Center. Tucson Convention Center and have a wonderful dinner, a small car show there for the attendees. And uh, those proceeds from that and the live auction that we've had uh, all, all along, all those dollars are also going to uh, JTED as well. So it's that combination of the car show and our auction that are going to be helping to fund our, what we're trying to do this year. Well, although not celebrating 100 years, uh, another milestone has been met for 2021, the Tucson Classics Car Show celebrating 15 years. So first of all, what are the, the need to knows for this year's uh, Tucson Classics Car Show? Like when is it taking place? What hours? So I could make up all kinds of stuff, but well, we have this amazing car show chair here. So Joni's gonna take care of that one. <laughs> Well, this year's car show is October 16th. It's always on a Saturday. It's usually the same uh, time of the, of the year. And so we expect to have about 20,000 people come to the Gregory School where we host this. And uh, there are all kinds of great fun things to do, but the highlight of the show is 400 classic cars. There are lots of vendors there that will have goodies to eat and drink and Lots of fun things to see, vendors who will have booths as well. I'd like to hear a bit more about the purpose behind the Tucson Classics Car Show, because although part of it is admiring beautiful cars, there is there is more to this. Yeah, so you know, this is our big fundraiser, and uh, it's kind of interesting this year we um, uh, are focused on JTED, Joint Technical Education District. In fact, because of Rotary, uh, that campus got kicked off, and so the first of Potentially five buildings uh, are up, 30,000 square foot building there. I just had a chance to walk through it. And there's also the Rotary Innovation Center in there. So it's going to be a growing uh, campus uh, under great leadership with a gal named Kathy Prather. And uh, it's just growing, doing really well. They're already fully subscribed at that. They're uh, looking currently at a healthcare addition of that. They already offer healthcare, but maybe just one of the 30,000 foot buildings that would focus on that. So that's our big focus this year. And uh, we're going to be writing them a check for a quarter million dollars. We've already written a portion of that check. We'll be finishing uh, that obligation to them. And it all happens because of the Tucson Classics Car Show in our, in our community. So yeah, and there's some fun stuff this year. And I think to me, one of the biggest ones is you know, for the first time in our history, we actually have a brand new Corvette. Yes, that was something I had seen uh, 
see in red in probably the best possible <laughs> way. Uh, so from what I have gathered, the, the Tucson Classics Car Show, uh, along with an entry ticket to the car show, you get a raffle ticket. And there is the, the grand prize we just mentioned. I'd like to hear some more about this. Well, since I was involved in that, I'll talk on that and, and I'll pass everything else on the other prizes to uh, to others. But yeah, we've had a amazing guy, Mike Anderson, who's every year gone out. He's a member of our club. He, he owns a, a really cool company that buys homes and renovates them and sells them, what have you. Just a really neat guy. And he um, uh, has always taken care of that for us every year, going out and finding a really cool, you know, uh, slightly used Corvette. And then we go do what we need to do to go f- fix it up. We felt, given this is our 15th annual car show and it's our 100th celebration, that we really should have a brand new Corvette. And uh, that took a little while, but I have to tell you, it is gorgeous. It's a 2021 mid-engine, you know, gorgeous red, uh, you know, C8. It's just a really neat car. And candidly, that would not have happened had our friend uh, Rob Draper at O'Reilly Chevrolet not gone to bat for us through, you know, district manager to the regional manager to the zone manager through the national etc and he just stayed the course really believed strongly in what we were doing and stuck his neck out to help us get a great buy on it so it's uh, something we're really tickled about and you know i don't know if you've seen it but some of the some of these because you can't get them you know there's a i mean there's i think there's a couple hundred people on a waiting list in tucson so people that are trying to get that car and actually do get that car We've heard stories of people, you know, taking that, you know, taking it and instantly reselling it, and taking a, you know, eighty, ninety thousand dollar car and selling it for, a, you know, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. So, uh, somebody can take the car, or they can take fifty thousand dollars in cash. I think they'd be crazy not to take the car, but that's their call. Wasn't there only a limited number of them? There were only twenty-five hundred made last this this year. And so that's partly what what's backed yeah. everything up and made this car even more valuable and. It has some pretty interesting features. Uh, Mike Anderson, who owns We Buy Houses, as Mark said, he helped to pick out the details of what 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 things are going to be on the car, and uh, he's he's our major sponsor, and he's been our major sponsor for all 15 years. Mm. Uh, he and his his son Zach and his wife, so um, we're very thankful uh, for their for their support, along with all of our other sponsors. Uh, we also have Banner. Banners, one of our sponsors this year, they contributed a significant amount and a number of other sponsors. So, you know, it's really, this car show is really supported by our community at large, and it's one of the most fun things to do in October. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm speaking with Mark Irvin and Joni Condit from the Tucson Rotary Club. Are there any rules or restrictions when it comes to entering this raffle for the Corvette? You have to you have to buy the ticket mm-hmm. in Arizona. Mm-hmm. You could be out of state, you know, laws and regulations. Mm-hmm. You got to be in state when you buy the ticket. You don't have to be in state when you uh, win the ticket. You don't even have to be present the day of the car show, although we hope everybody yeah. will. And that's one of the key things. But one of the great things is uh, anybody under 18 gets into the car show free. So you have to be 18 to buy a raffle ticket. That raffle ticket you know, gets you into that amazing show and gets you the chance to win not only the car, but we have other prizes. We have, you know, a total of five five prizes. So that's really great, too. So something else I had noticed was that uh, there's a link on the website about uh, volunteer opportunities. Are you still looking for some folks to lend a hand for the Tucson Classics Party? Always. There, there, you know, there's always a job to be, to be done. In fact, you know, it's kind of interesting you asked that. There was a group of about 
25 of us that went out on Saturday and spent, you know, four hours just trying to get things and ready for the, you know, for the cars to show up. And we'll have another work day. I think it's on October 2nd, if my memory mm-hmm. serves me right. So there's always something to go on. And then the day of the show, there's all kinds of opportunities. Somebody wanted to help people figure out where to spot cars. If they, I mean, if, if somebody wants to help, we will find something that will fit your skill set. Trust me. We have a, a person who's in charge of the volunteers uh, who's helped with uh, the Tucson Festival of Books. So certainly knowing that we have a member who knows how to do that. And so we get a, a number of volunteers that are not Rotarians. You know, we get Rotarians, of course. But we have JTED students and faculty and their families who will be volunteering. Many jobs. And so if someone's interested, they just have to get on our website, which is www.tucsonclassicscarshow, and they could do slash uh, volunteers, or they could just look in the menu and pick out volunteers, and then they can go in and see what jobs are, fill out their information, and they'll get contacted by Marcy, who will line them up with a with a job. And our jobs are typically two-hour stints, so somebody doesn't have to give their whole day. Of course, they can, mm-hmm. but if they only want to do something for a couple hours, uh, you know, we have a job for them. So I did see that there there was a car show last year as well. Well, our problem last year with COVID, you know, we, we really just tapped the brake. And, you know, do we still have the auction, you know, and raffle off a car? Yes, we did. But the actual car show was uh, a very small car show, and it was only attended by Rotarians. And so, you know, now with uh, the progress we've made with the, you know, vaccine and what have you, we'll have a full open, you know, outside, you know, event. And uh, so no, we're 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 going back to you know obviously with cautions and what have you, but we are we're going back to full fledged car show. Back back to normal, which is a, a term that got tossed around a lot. Right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so back to the new normal. The, the new normal, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the Tucson Classics Car Show is going to be October 16th, starts at 10 a.m. at uh, Gregory School. Right. And uh, again, where can people find some more information? If you jump on the website for uh, www.tucsonclassics.com, you will get to be able to buy. You can buy tickets. Uh, there's a button right there, a red button. You can just buy tickets online. You'll be sent them. And otherwise, you can buy them the day of show. You can buy a VIP pass, too. That'll yes. get you into the special tent. That's for actually quite affordable for right. that's worth. I right. think it's close to being sold out, too. So if you got an interest in that, you right. probably should get after it. Yeah, and it's a fun thing to do with the family and very affordable. As I said, people under 18 get in for free and can enjoy that. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Mark and Joni, I really appreciate you taking this time to uh, share with me about the upcoming Tucson Classics Car Show and a little bit about the Rotary Club as well. Thank you. Really appreciate you having us. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. That was Mark Irvin and Jody Condit from the Tucson Rotary Club discussing the upcoming Tucson Classics Car Show. If you are part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode of the Lifestyle Tucson program, you can reach out to us at publicaffairs at azlotus.com by email. That is publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. For more information about Lifestyle Tucson, you can go to the Sunday mornings page at mixfm.com, klpx.com, kfma.com or espntucson.com.